Hi friends, and welcome to Do The Damn Thing. I'm your host, Lauren LaRue. I'm an entrepreneur, a lifestyle coach, and a content creator for my brand, LaRue. And if you're here today, it's because you're ready to elevate your lifestyle, live more intentionally, and achieve your dreams. And you found just the right place to do so. Hi friends, welcome back to Do The Damn Thing. Um, I'm just going to dive right into this episode. I want to preface this by saying this is my third time trying to record this. Still think I don't know exactly what I want to say, but I do know I want to say something. And I want to talk about grief and death and loss and all of the other emotions that come with losing someone because I have found that since I've lost my brother... It can become sort of a uncomfortable and taboo topic. And if you are someone who has experienced a great and significant loss, I know that it can feel very lonely sometimes. And I don't want you to feel like that. I want to have a very personal conversation with you. I want you to think of me sitting in the room and talking to you about this or in your car or on your walk because at some point in our lives if you haven't already you will experience losing someone you love so greatly that it feels like it's consuming you and I want to talk about this because I think it deserves to be talked about I know that people have a lot of interest in this topic people fear grief, they fear death, and I am certainly one of those people. So yeah, we're going to talk about it today. I want to preface this podcast as well by saying it is not my intention to upset anyone. This is very much my personal experience with loss, specifically towards my brother. And with that, I'm just going to begin. I want to talk to you guys about all of the other emotions that I have experienced with grief. I think this is very much unique to my situation. Um, So I'm going to start by telling you a little bit about my brother. Joshua was one of the most unique people I've ever known in my life. And... I'm angry at myself for not realizing that sooner. My brother had a very unique perspective on the world. He was one of the most open-minded and selfless people I've ever met and will ever know. When I was a child, he shaped so much of who I became. My brother has made me the strong and courageous woman I am today. And I don't know how to put into words how to thank him. So I want to tell you guys about him and who he was and what it meant to lose him. Joshua and I had a very strained relationship when we were growing up. He was, and I'm going to say this, you know, this is very much my story. So I I want to respect my brother's privacy because it's not my story to tell. But what I can tell you is that Joshua had some serious mental health issues growing up. He was diagnosed with bipolar disorder when he was two years old. 
most people are diagnosed in their late teens. So you can take from that what you will. He had a very difficult childhood. I don't think Josh understood nor was he really willing to understand what his mental health issue was, which made it very difficult to raise him, I think. I watched my parents go through night after night of crying and difficulty and just a lot of tension and a lot of sadness. My brother and I did not have a relationship when I was a kid. And it's very difficult for me to admit this and say this to potentially a huge amount of strangers listening to this. But like I have said from the very beginning of this podcast, I want to be completely honest with you guys. I never saw myself having a brother when I was an adult. I always thought that he was living in the same house with me, with the same parents, but the brother-sister relationship had never existed. But that all changed when my parents got divorced. I was 15 and my brother is three and a half years older than me, so he would have been around 18 when my parents separated. And that was the best thing that ever happened to our relationship. He went to my mom's and I went to my dad's and I don't honestly know how it happened, but somehow we just started building a relationship. We just started talking to each other. I think Josh was in a much needed maturing process. I think he was beginning to realize that his mental health didn't control him and it didn't need to and he could become his own independent amazing person that he did grow up to be and that is also something that has made his death so difficult um I think that's where a lot of our anger and when I say our I mean my parents and I because we realized how much true progress and growth Josh had made in the last few years of his life that he was finally moving in a forward direction and he got that taken away from him and I'll talk a little bit more about that later but getting back to our relationship we started talking and you know not about anything heavy not the conversations that should have been had but we were talking and somewhere in that time before I left for college, we grew into a relationship that actually meant I felt like I had a brother and I hope he felt like he had a sister. We became close, we texted, we talked, we even went on day trips together up to Universal and Bush Gardens and it was amazing. Those memories they mean the absolute world to me. And I'm just sad that I didn't get more time to make more memories with him. But I found in the five and a half years that he's gone, I've had, I have to be grateful for what I do have. So anyways, Josh had finally 
started turning into his own person, someone we were all so proud of and loved to be around. His energy, his laugh, his smile was one of the most infectious things I've ever experienced. His laugh made you laugh. And his smile when he talked about something passionately just made you interested. He is a remarkable person. So, moving on. I'm sorry, I'm getting very emotional. This is this has been very difficult, but I, I want to talk to you guys about this. So, Josh started to grow. And he even helped move me up to New York for school. And if you've read the blog on my brother, you know that this is one of the last memories I have of him. But I actually moved into my dorm on my 18th birthday. So it was a big day for me. Moving to college, starting college, turning 18, and moving to New York City. So it was a big day. And... You know, of course, everyone had wished me happy birthday several times. We were celebrating. We were having a great day. And then we get back to the hotel room. And I don't remember why, but Josh pulled me into a hug. And he was much taller than me. So, you know, he just, like, rested his head on – or his chin on my head. And he said, you know, instead of saying, like, happy birthday again or really anything, this was just, like, the most unexpected thing, he hugged me and then – kind of pushed me away so he could look me in the eye and he said to me I am so proud of you Lauren and I had never felt so happy to have a brother like that and to feel like I actually had that relationship and I just smiled and I thanked him and it just that memory means so much to me so, moving on to his death. Josh passed away two weeks after his 22nd birthday. I don't really know how to describe that night to you. My parents called me at 2 o'clock in the morning. I was 18 and in New York, a thousand miles away from my parents. And... They had to call me to tell me that my brother was gone. That night is something I will never be able to get out of my head. But I want to talk to you guys about all of the other emotions I experienced in just that 24 hours. And since then, since it's been five and a half years. The first emotion I felt was I think honestly just a whole slew of things I was so angry I was so confused I had talked to him two days before and I was supposed to go home three days from that day for spring break and my parents called and they said, Lauren, they, I heard both of their voices, so I knew nothing was wrong with them. And I actually asked if it was my dog. I thought my dog had died. And my mom couldn't speak. 
And my dad kind of just hurt himself to get it out because it was so painful. But they told me my brother was gone. My only sibling, someone who I had felt like I had just gotten to know, just begun to build a relationship with, was now gone. And I just screamed. I was overwhelmed. That first 24 hours was the most difficult 24 hours of my entire life. I had to, at 18, on my own, get on a plane and sit there for two and a half hours waiting to get home to my parents. I had never felt more alone in my entire life. I had never felt more of wanting to curl up into a ball. I was trying so hard to control my crying and control myself on the plane. And I started thinking of all that I had lost. I'm sorry, I'm trying really hard not to cry. I realized that the brother that I had just gotten, the person I had just gotten to know, he had given me all of these things that were just gone in a moment. The brother that I had just met, the person that I had just formed a relationship with, the relationship I always wanted, he wouldn't be there for anything. The things I thought he would be there for all of a sudden were gone. My brother wouldn't be at my college graduation. He wouldn't be there the day I get married, the day I have kids, and the day I have to say goodbye to my parents. And in that very moment, I had never felt pain like that. I could physically feel my heart hurting. I was so mad. It's a completely overwhelming situation and I got off the plane and I, I met my parents and Josh actually died right next to our airport and my mom wanted to go there. So if you don't know, my brother died in a motorcycle accident. And it wasn't another car. Josh lost control of the bike. And he hit a very large sign that broke his spine and separated internally his brainstem from his spine. So my brother was dead in a moment and we went there after my parents picked me up and there were pieces of his motorcycle helmet and of his bike. There were chalk lines and spray paint lines and 
we could see where he had just died. I'm sharing this with you guys because there's so much more to death than just losing a person. The process you have to go through after, it just tears your heart apart. My parents were so consumed with the grief that I had to plan my brother's funeral. They couldn't do it. Sorry, I'm really trying to keep it together. This was a moment where I felt like I had gone from 18 to 40. I had to be a parent. I had to take care of mine because they were at a complete loss. I'm going to pause. <laughs> Stop recording for a couple minutes. Get my emotions together and I'll come back. Alright, I'm sorry for being so emotional. I don't think time really does help. It just passes. Anyways. So, the next three weeks were horrible. I had to plan my brother's funeral. I had to plan his service and everything with the funeral home. And it was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. I don't think anyone at that age should ever or younger or ever just have to do that. It's just not how life should work, but it certainly is how life does work. So my point of this podcast, like I said, is I just really want to open you guys up to all of the other emotions that come with grief because they're not talked about enough, I don't think. Certainly not in my life. And unfortunately, grief and loss is a part of everyone's life. And I want everyone to feel, at least the people that are listening, to know that they have a safe space and a safe spot to land if they need to talk to anyone about grief, because I understand. And I want to preface this, that, that statement, I want to preface that statement by saying, I do not understand your specific loss. Absolutely no one in this world does. But if you have lost someone or you are going through a loss yourself, there are other people that can have compassion and understanding for the emotions that you are feeling. Like I said, I don't want to upset anyone with this podcast, but it is my absolute biggest pet peeve and nothing pisses me off more than someone saying they understand what I'm going through because no one does. No one in this world understands what it was like for me to lose my specific brother. Just like I have no idea what it's like for anyone else to lose their specific family member, whoever it may be. So, I don't know. If, if you want to, think about, I don't know, just not saying that. It, I don't know how other people feel about it. 
but it certainly just irks me. So anyways, I think specifically from my situation, guilt was the overwhelming feeling, which made me angry and depressed. Like I said, you know, I had just built a relationship with my brother and I had been gone for, I don't know, six or seven months in school, in college, when he died. So I didn't get to spend really any time with him in his last couple months of his life. So I, and I've talked about this a lot, but, you know, in my first podcast, I, I mentioned how I first started going through this, but I somehow felt guilty about time. But most of all, it was the guilt of our childhood. I felt, I felt an overwhelming guilt for resenting him and not building a relationship with him. I felt guilty that he knew how I felt. And let me tell you, this is very honest. And this is incredibly difficult for me to admit. I just felt guilt. And it was completely overwhelming. But I also felt a lot of regret with that guilt. Josh and I, in kind of passing, had said to each other, we, we need to talk. We need to talk about our childhood and, you know, air any tension between us so we can keep building the relationship that we had. And we just never got to it. We never got to have that conversation. And so angry with myself that I didn't push it. But somehow we just never got to it and I felt so much regret with his death it was just so consuming and just a lot and how like I said I, I don't think I ever really processed those emotions I certainly didn't speak to anyone about them I spoke about the grief and the sadness but I wasn't able to talk about that guilt and that regret until years later. So, you know, I, it was in the middle of a semester for me and I had to make the conscious choice to either drop out for the semester and pass it, which my school was giving me the option to. I thankfully went to a very small private school that was willing to compromise to my very unique situation or I could so you know my options were to either go back to school or drop out for the semester and I did not want to drop out because I knew that meant either extensive hard work on trying to remake up all those credits 
so I could graduate with my friends or just not graduate with my friends and I just wasn't willing to do it so I spent three weeks at home and then I went back and I remember this moment it's I think I was just trying to keep my shit together for the sake of everyone else around me which I have no idea why I felt compelled to do but I got back to the dorms after I had flown home and I get in the elevator with this kid who was in one of my classes and obviously I hadn't been there in three and a half weeks and he looks at me and he's like where were you were you sick like you know you missed a lot of class and in this the most condescending tone and I lost it I I I was wailing I mean yeah it was I just couldn't keep it together and he just got off the elevator looking at me like I was psycho and I decided to tell my teachers you know please my mom and I talked it out and I kind of just like wanted I didn't want anyone asking I I didn't want to talk about it until I was really ready especially with people who didn't know me or weren't friends with me and like I said I went to a small private school so all of the classes were very small you know they were like eight to maybe 15 people and we decided to email my teachers you know they already knew I was coming back I don't know maybe like that Monday whatever day it was and I decided to email them and say please let everyone know what happened just d- be very vague just say there's there was a death and you know just don't address it I guess I don't remember what the email said anyways so I go back to school and I I, I couldn't sit through a class for like two days three days I every time I sat down and I was around people I just wanted to lose it. I don't specifically know why, but I, I just couldn't keep it together. I think I was trying so hard to keep it together when I was in Florida for my parents that when I got to school, like I said, I just kind of lost my shit. And there was so much going on in New York at that moment. So the roommates I had at the time wanted to move into an apartment. We, obviously, we all did. So they were apartment hunting while I was gone. And I had to sign a lease very quickly and, you know, school was ending. I had to talk to all my teachers about how to make up all this work. And I was just, I was, I was breaking. I was, I was just breaking. And I told my mom, I'm not going to survive unless you come up here. You need to just, just take, I don't, I don't care how much time I've worked, just get up here. Because I was losing it. I couldn't keep it together. I couldn't sit through class. I would get home and just sob. And I had never in my life felt more alone. I had friends and professors who were supporting me and showing me love, but those were people who had no idea who my brother was. They had no idea what I was going through. And, you know, I just, let me also say this, that I know there is so much heartache in this world. And I know that there are people living incredibly difficult lives. I also am fully willing to acknowledge 
how very privileged and lucky I am to have this life with a beautiful roof over my head and family and friends who support and love me. But the experiences that other people have and the support that I have does not in any way take away from the overwhelming grief and sadness I felt. Just because I was lucky in my life and had a beautiful life doesn't mean that my grief was any less. And I think that people have a difficult time understanding that. That because I live a great life with my parents and I'm very blessed that I, I can't experience grief to its fullest extent. Anyways, moving on from that. So I'm in school and, you know, I, I ended up working out a kind of system with my professors that let me go a month into summer and just kind of make up the work as I, as I went. And keep in mind, I was a freshman in college, so the work was overwhelming and it was a lot and I just did what I could, to be honest. Another really overwhelming emotion that I experienced with my brother's loss was a very new fear of death. I never really thought about it before, I don't think. You know, again, I'll say that I lost a lot of people before I lost my brother. When I was eight, I lost a best friend. And shortly before Josh died, when I was a senior in high school, my dance coach, who had been a part of my entire life, she passed away, but my brother's death specifically is what made me fear dying. I remember getting on the plane back to New York and I sat down and I started panicking, thinking, what if I die? My parents, and you know, I don't care what anyone thinks about this, but my, I, I thought to myself, my parents will not survive losing me. They, they just won't. And... I was terrified and then I realized how terrified I was of losing one of them. I became so fearful of death and if I couldn't get a hold of my parents I would lose it and then I'd call them finally get a hold of them and ream them a new one like I was the parent because I was so terrified that something had happened to them because that so beautiful expression of someone lying in a ditch somewhere it's precisely what happened to my brother and I no longer found that comedic and I was mortified I was terrified I woke up with this fear in my head and I went to bed with it every night and it took me a long time to work through that fear and even now I still get scared when I can't get a hold of my parents I freak out so I think just what I am trying to accomplish with this is to let people know that you're not alone. I think there's this very specific stigma around death and even if you are someone who's experienced it, if you are someone who hasn't experienced, you know, this overwhelming grief or the loss of someone very close to you, or even if you are Sometimes people aren't fully aware of 
all that actually comes with losing someone. You know, it's not just me that lost Josh. I had to watch my parents say goodbye to their firstborn child. I am now an only sibling, which took me forever to say. You know, like I said, those those things that I realized on the plane, my brother not being at my wedding, my, my children not having an uncle, those things affect me every day. Every happy day that I have for the rest of my life will have an associated sadness because there is a huge part of myself missing from that day. You know, if, if you're someone who hasn't lost someone, that doesn't make you any less of an understanding person, I don't think. And I'm not trying to be, you know, any sort of like condescending with this. But unless you've experienced this, you just don't understand, which of course is a good thing, all that comes with losing a sibling or a parent or a child losing a child is I would say probably the most painful thing a person can ever go through in this entire world I I I don't even really know how to describe how my parents dealt with that and you know, I, I will share that you do need to deal with this. And it took me and my dad way too long to. My dad didn't deal with my brother's death. He didn't address it. He didn't go to therapy for it. And I will just be very short with this, but a year like a half after my brother died my my dad tried to take his life and I had to again watch that process unfold but I think that we get so blinded by our grief that if we don't address it it, it really will consume us so again if you are someone going through a death or you're losing someone, they're, they're sick, or whatever your situation is. Just know that it's okay to talk about it. And the people that truly love you and care for you will always be there to listen. Death is such a complicated and overwhelming process. And everyone really does handle it differently. You know, it took me so long to address that grief and the guilt and the regret because I kept making excuses. I I was in school. I was busy. I was working. I had internships. I, I had a great life in New York. I loved my life in New York. But... By not addressing my brother's death, I truly believe it, it, kept, it, it kept me from moving forward in my life. 
I couldn't really move forward until I dealt with those emotions because it wasn't just sadness. It was guilt. I felt guilt. And, you know, I didn't really have any friends. Again, I'll say that's a very good thing that went through something like this. And particularly not close friends, like very close friends, but I was just very alone in my grief. And, you know, like I said, my parents were in Florida. That's a thousand miles away from New York. And it just, I'll just say again that if, if you don't address it, it will consume you. And my guilt and my grief, if, if you listen to my first episode, as you know, certainly did consume me. So... Again, like I said, I, I what I want to accomplish with this episode is to share with the people that have experienced this this grief and a major loss that you are not alone and the feelings that you feel associated with that grief are unfortunately normal and they're okay. They just need to be addressed and worked through. Whether that's professionally with a therapist or with your friends and family, it's always okay to talk about a person you've lost. And I will never apologize for bringing my brother up in a conversation and talking about his life and how truly incredible he was. And you never have to do that either. Your, like I said, your true family and friends that love you and support you will always listen to the happy moments or if you just want to sit there and cry because that is okay. Time does not heal a loss. I, it, it's been five and a half years and there are days where it feels like yesterday. And that's okay. And if you are someone who has been very fortunate enough not to experience grief and death in this very, very personal way, I just want to remind you, and again, I want to say I'm, it is certainly not my intention to sound condescending or take away from any of your experience, but just remember to have compassion and understanding for the emotions that this person is feeling. You will never understand what they are going through. I will never understand. No one will ever understand the specific loss of a specific person except that person. If I'm not being clear here, you know, what I what I mean is that tons of people lost my brother. You know, his, his friends, his aunts, his uncles, you know, all of these people. But... No one lost my brother in the way of losing him as a brother. The same way no one except my two parents lost him as losing a child. You know, so I can have compassion and understanding for someone who has lost a sibling. But I have no idea what it was like to lose that specific person. So if you are someone who hasn't experienced a great loss... 
I don't want to say try and put yourself in their shoes because you don't want to feel those emotions. It's horrible. But I do want to say that you should always, always understand when they need to talk about it and always have compassion for the fact that the saying time heals all wounds is complete bullshit. No matter how much time has passed, even if you have processed the grief, the person who lost them may have not yet. And that is okay. It is okay for you to sit there and listen while they happily talk about this person and smile or they sit there and they sob. I know that, like I said, death can be a taboo and uncomfortable topic, but it can't be because literally every person on this earth experiences it. It needs to be something we talk about. And, you know, I know this is kind of different from intentional living, but I felt so compelled to share this because it, it has been such a major part of my intentional living journey. You know, to get to this point in my life, I needed to process his grief. I needed to process the death of my brother. And it has made me have so much more gratitude for the time that we got together. And I also want to say I'm not a religious person. Um, I'm certainly spiritual. And, you know, obviously you guys know I believe in like manifesting and aligning yourself with the universe and the world and all of this. But I, I'm not necessarily a religious person. So it also took me a lot of time to not necessarily find comfort in the fact that he was meant for a higher purpose and was taken away from us way too soon. But I did find a sort of acceptance with the universe taking him away. Josh, I'll, I'll leave you on this note. It's taken me also a very long time to get to a point where I do believe that everything happens for a reason. And I can say that with confidence because for as long as I can remember, and I do mean that, my brother always said that when it was his time, it was his time. And he was okay with that. Whether it was when he was 22, which is when he died, or he was 90. He knew that it was okay. And Josh had a very accepting and understanding point of view of death. And that's why I can live my life and think that despite my thinking that he was taken from us way too soon and that he had so much more life to live, he's okay. He, whether he's in a heaven or his energy is just here, I know he's okay. And that provides me more comfort than anything. I am so grateful for everything that he has brought us 
since he has been gone. As I said in the blog, you know, we rescued our dog Chica. We wouldn't have her without him. And it has fostered an incredible relationship between my parents and I. And I am so grateful for that. But most of all, I'm grateful for what he's given me. I am here in this moment recording this and sharing my vision on what intentional living is with whoever will listen. So I know this was a really intense episode. I'm sorry for (laughs) crying and just getting worked up, but This is a conversation I really wanted to have because I want anyone who follows me in the future to know that grief is a perfectly acceptable emotion and you're not alone and you always can come to me. It's a subject that no one should ever feel alone on. And that's, I think, all I have to say to you guys. Again, I hope that no one took offense to this and I'm just trying to share my experience. And I just want to say that I love my brother dearly and he will forever be one of the most important people in my life. I'll see you guys next week.